BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to your wellness journey with Marla Barr. Marla dives into your wellness from every angle, discussing food, yoga, meditation, emotional healing, and relationships. If it can play a role in your wellness journey, she will cover it here. Now, here is Marla. So when you think about the standard individual that has a plant-based life or a vegan life, who do you picture? What comes to mind? I know growing up as a teenager and being vegan and plant-based, I might have fit your mold. But nowadays, often when you speak to individuals and they are plant-based or they are vegan, they might be a little different than you think. And this past year, we have been able to feature some amazing professional athletes that are really pushing the boundaries as to what veganism is today in 2021. And I am so happy to share the stage here today with John Rush, who is a professional football player up here in Canada. And he also shares my other passion, which is animals. And we'll probably, we might even hear one or two of his pups in the background as part of this interview. So welcome, John. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be a part of this. Oh, it's so great to have you here. And it's so great to really showcase individuals that are taking this movement, plant-based movement, veganism movement to the next level. So let us know a little bit about how did you find this as a professional athlete, your road to being vegan? Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of a funny story because I, um, I actually used to be like a big vegan hater. Like I never, I was always like that typical jock that thought vegans were stupid. And I'm like, I was always like, you know, like vegans don't get enough protein. You know, I kind of bought into the whole like media hype behind, uh, you know, vegans not being healthy. Um, and one year, uh, a couple of years ago, about four years ago now, uh, Winnipeg asked me, the blue bombers asked me if, to, uh, switch positions. And because I was switching positions, I needed to lose 30 pounds, um, which is obviously quite a bit of weight. And that's something I've always struggled with my entire life is I've always, um, you know, I've always struggled. Yeah. I'm just a bigger person. Naturally. I walk, I'm only six foot, but I just naturally walk around at like 230 pounds. So just my carrying weight when, you know, most, most people, you know, my height can't break 200. I'm like, I easily walk around at 230. Um, so when they asked me to lose 30 pounds, I was like, <laughs> all right, like this should be interesting. So, um, I was working with a trainer at the time and, and he, you know, he mentioned, he was like, like go vegan for a month. Um, like if you do it right, you'll be able to, you know, keep your strength, keep your size, do everything well. Um, but he's like, I, I guarantee it'll help you lose some weight at the same time. And I'm like, he's like, listen, you've tried going keto. You've tried doing like intermittent fasting. He's like, you've tried all those diets that are like meant to help you lose weight. He's like, why don't you just try going vegan for a month? And I'm like, fine. Like at this point I have nothing left to lose. Right. So, uh, so I went vegan overnight, uh, like four years ago now. Um, and then like during that first month, 
Uh, I had no, I had like zero intentions of staying vegan. I planned on doing it for the month, losing the weight and then going back to eating meat. Like I had zero intentions of staying vegan for four years or, you know, now the rest of my life. Um, but uh, so like during that, during that like first month, you know, I started learning a lot about, uh, other like aspects of like the veganism movement. It wasn't just about the food. Um, it was more about, you know, the, the animals too, and how pigs are smarter than dogs. And I'm obviously, a, you know, a huge dog advocate and it's, you know, if you've ever owned dogs and you've ever been around dogs, you kind of know what they go through and what they've been involved in. And, and, you know, they, you know, that they, they have feelings and you know that they have uh, emotions and personalities and each dog is different. And, and when you start to kind of understand that about dogs, then you understand that pigs are smarter than dogs. You're kind of just like, Oh man, like that's like messed up. Like, these pigs know what's going on with like in these slaughterhouses, they, when they're getting crammed in these things, like just like a dog knows in a shelter, like it's no different really. Um, except shelters are actually nicer than slaughterhouses, which is, uh, you know, kind of crazy. So, you know, I started learning about that and I started learning about the environmental impact of, um, how terrible animal agriculture is for the world. And then, uh, that was right around the, the time when the UN came out with that uh, that uh, report that said we had like 12 years left to kind of reverse course. And, uh, you know, being vegan is like one of the best things you can do for the environment, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then just from, uh, you know, purely, purely selfish perspective, it, uh, you know, I started reading about how it's really good for um, life longevity and disease prevention and things like that. At a time I was growing up my hair for breast cancer research um, and we were raising funds for it. So, uh, I, I started to learn all these things about the movement and it started to kind of all make sense and connect. And I'm just like, Oh man, like when it came to the end of the month, I'm like, wow, now that I know all these things, I'd be kind of a dick if I went back to eating meat, knowing that this is like how bad this is for the, you know, the world and myself. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how you get people and maybe they just do a challenge. Like we just finished vegan right here. Um, and it's so funny once you've done it for a month and maybe spent a teeny bit of time learning about it, how it's like, mm, I can't, I can't really go back. I know too much. Exactly. Yeah. They're trying to put, pulling back the, like the iron curtain, right? Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, so when I was in school, I went to school for food science and sometimes you just learn too much. Well, I remember one exam we had to write and I'll never forget, I was like in the university at the U of M here, just bawling. We had to memorize the exact 27 steps that a slaughterhouse had to take in order to slaughter a calf. A calf. Yep. And we had to memorize it. And like, I'm sitting there, I'm just, I was, I'd been vegetarian, vegan for a good decade at that point. But um, it was like, you can't unlearn those things once you have them right here right here in your heart and how uh how it changes you you look at things different 100 now when you first made the transition four years ago what did all the guys on the football field say um so like when i first made the transition not many people knew about it i didn't i didn't advertise it i didn't tell people about it um, I thought I was going to get cut from the the team if I told people about it. So I just, I just kind of kept it hidden for a year. Um, and then obviously start guys started finding out about it and, you know, it's, you can't really hide that forever. 
um, like I started finding out about it. Coaches started finding out and, you know, it was never really discussed to like a point. Like there was never like a coach never said anything to me about it. Um, and you know, guys for the most part were, were just curious, uh, guys were kind of like just asking questions and inquisitive and, and being like, uh, you know, how are you doing this? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you know, like I was under the same assumptions, like from the time we started playing football at like nine years old in sports, you're, you're told you need meat to get protein, to be big and strong, to be the best. Right. Um, you know, I was, I was under the same assumptions and, and now you have this person that's doing the exact same things as you that's not eating meat. Guys are kind of just like, Whoa, like how, like, how are you doing this? Like, you know, and like ever since the movie, the, the game changers came out and everything like that, like more guys have been kind of like talking to me like, man, like, you know, how do I eat more plant-based is, you know, I know this is going to be good for, uh, you know, my, my performance and things like this. How do I do it? I, I want to kind of like hop on this. Right. So, uh, they kind of, they, they've been asking more, they've really just been very inquisitive about it. They've just been asking a lot of questions and, and wanting to learn more, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that game changer was a big game changer. I know a lot of people kind of looked at it and, and you do, they, they think of yogis and meditators and those are the people that are plant-based where everyone you saw in that movie are not the individuals that you would necessarily think are vegan. And it kind of changed what our perspective is. And then you think about it, wait a minute, we really don't need to, you know, my kids have never had meat or seafood or any of that. And they're perfectly fine. And, you know, I've yeah. been plant-based vegan for 37 years and I'm still, I'm still walking around. We're still doing pretty good. Crazy, so, right? Yeah. So how, how we're starting to see that, you know, I understand people enjoy what it tastes like, but it's actually not what we need sometimes, most times. And so I, I'm interested because I was watching some of your videos on YouTube and your mom is just the funniest person ever. I watched one of the videos with her. And since then, how, how are they supportive of this? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Actually, my mom was a vegetarian for about, I want to say 10 ish years, 10 or 15 years, uh, before I went vegan, um, for the animal perspective. And, uh, so, you know, my mom's been supportive from the start. I have very supportive parents, both my parents, um, were very supportive and, um, they didn't, they had no problems with me going vegan. They, whenever I would go home, they would, uh, cook vegan foods and, and do all that. They, they never had any issue with it. Um, they're actually both vegan now as well. I kind of, um, I yelled at them to go vegan because my dad was, my dad was pre-diabetic and, uh, about 50 pounds overweight. And I basically told him that I'm like, you know, I didn't ask to be in this world. You're the one that consciously brought me into this world. And it's kind of a dick move, uh, to not take care of yourself. So, um, you know, if you didn't want someone to guilt trip you into this, then, you know, think twice about having kids, uh, because it's now your duty to stay alive because, um, because I'm going to be upset if you're, you, if you die. Right. So, uh, I made them both read how not to die, um, it's a, it's a great book. If anyone hasn't read that book, it's, you know, it's, it's all science-based and it's, it's by a doctor in the States that talks about the, you know, the, how the top leading killers and how they're basically, most of them are preventable for the most part. And they're not actually as they, they don't need to be as prevalent as they are. Um, and I made them read that and they kind of both 
made the switch to going vegan and uh, my dad's not pre-diabetic anymore. He's, he's healthy. He's good. He lost, he lost the weight. He's feeling great. And um, so, yeah, no, I have very supportive parents in, in that regard. I, um, I'm definitely very fortunate, um, but it kind of helps, kind of helps when, you know, the proof is in the pudding when they see me as a pro athlete that is a vegan and, you know, doing it. And, you know, we just want to break up doing it. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to argue against it at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in the last maybe year and a half or so, or maybe it's been a teeny bit longer, you've kind of taken it in step further. Not only are you plant based, are you vegan, but now you hold the title of you're a chef. If you look at your page, my gosh, I just, it's like drool factory. You're just looking at all these amazing things that you're concocting and the videos are so funny. So tell me about that step and what really pushed you to taking this next layer of going into this. Yeah, that's actually, it's, it's kind of funny because I never really wanted to go the chef route. I've always enjoyed cooking. I grew up, my mom's Italian. I grew up in the kitchen cooking with her. I was, um, I was always a bigger kid because I just ate all the time in the kitchen and, you know, I would eat pasta breads and everything. Every we'd make everything. Um, and I was just always eating in the kitchen and I loved it. Um, and recently I kind of got back into it. I got, I fell out of love because of sports and, you know, a, a lot of sports is you're just eating for, performance, right? You're not eating for the joy of enjoyment. So you're eating for, to perform well. And a lot of the times that means your food isn't going to taste great. Um, which is, you know, you know, whatever. So for a long time, when I was like in college and, and in the first couple of years of the pros, I kind of, I wasn't, uh, that into, um, that into the cooking scene or anything like that. And I, I only recently got back into it when we, basically the pandemic hit and we had all this extra free time now to do things like do things you, you used to enjoy and used to love. Um, so I got back into cooking and I was kind of sitting there, you know, thinking one day, I'm like, man, like, what can I do to combine my passions of, you know, cooking? Cause I, like, I do really love cooking. Um, and, and dogs, like how can, how can I kind of use my platform to help dogs in a, in a better sense than just kind of posting about them on Instagram. Right. You know, it's great to post about them. It's great to, you know, make videos about them and and talk about the importance of adopting and things like that. But you know, how can, how can I do something tangible to actually like raise money for them and, and, and get them more money and get them the funds that they, you know, actually need. Um, and that's kind of where this whole, uh, this whole like chef and, and food Instagram and food blog have kind of stemmed from is, uh, is from that wanting to kind of help dogs out. So this, uh, bones came to you about two and a half years ago. Is that about right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, about there. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably pretty close. So what, what was your story of first meeting him and knowing that this is it, this is something that's important to me. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he, he, he's funny because I was, so I was looking for a dog for, I want to say probably six months when I first saw bone. Uh, and I was, it was my second year in the CFL. I was, uh, I was living in a place and, uh, the guy, the guy that was the landlord of the house was kind of being a dick and was like, not really letting me have dogs. So, uh, I would foster them and I would go look at dogs and, and I figured if I found the right dog that I would just move out. 
Um, and I just could, I, I was looking at dogs I'd find a couple and, or they, and they'd get adopted right away and things like that, which, you know, is great. It's definitely not a, a bad problem to have. You know, I love, I love that, uh, you know, dogs are getting adopted into good homes. So I, I just never was kind of finding the right dog, but, um, for, we had, it was kind of crazy. We, we had a bye week the last week of the season. So it was right before playoffs. So I decided to fly home to see my parents back in Niagara. Um, and I just, uh, I was kind of still looking I used I used a website called pet finder and it shows you all the, the animals that are available for adoption, like in your area. And you can like kind of sort by, um, you know, by breed or by age or by, um, there's like, there's like a hundred different things you can sort by, which is, which is great. I love it. Um, and I was looking on that and bone popped up and they said, he's an extra large breed. And they, I, there's a picture of this big goofy idiot on their page. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like, all right. So I messaged them. They're like, yeah, you can come see him tomorrow. So I'm like, perfect. So the next day I drove 45 minutes to see him and, um, he was, he's from Quebec. So he, he was, uh, he was rescued from a shelter in Quebec, uh, that was about to put him down because they, they couldn't adopt him out. And, uh, the shelter in Hamilton drove nine hours to pick him up, drove nine hours back. And when they got back, uh, they put him up and that's when I saw him. And, you know, but in the first like five minutes I met him, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm adopting this dog. Just like this, just big dopey idiot. Just he, all he wanted to do is bounce around. We, within the first like five minutes, we bonked heads because like, he's just a meathead. I'm a meathead. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was just like uh, instantly new. So I adopted him right then. Um, and he wasn't, he, he had just come in, so he wasn't even ready to be adopted, but I, I like pre-adopted him, I guess he still had to be neutered and he still had to get all his shots. So he stayed at the shelter for another two weeks, uh, while he was getting all that done. And it kind of worked out because I had to go back to Winnipeg to finish the season anyway. Um, and then, you know, the second the season finished, I drove, uh, back home because I was living back home at the time. And, uh, and when I drove back home, I picked him up and, and that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of history. And then came Bailey. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, last year, a year and a half ago. Uh, about it. Almost a year. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. And how was, how, what did, what did bone think about that? Bone bone is very, uh, bones like a, like a grumpy old man. Like he, he's like, just like so chill. Like he doesn't care about anything really. Like he just lets things happen. Like he, Bailey came in the house. He gave her a couple of sniffs. Then he like went and lied back down. Like he was just like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Bones a great Pyrenees. Yes. Yeah. He's 50 pounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a unit. So I got him DNA tested actually. And he's a 75% great Pyrenees, 25% St. Bernard. Oh my goodness. He's beautiful. I, yeah. Probably sheds a little bit. Oh, just a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting as it comes around when starting from when we were young, we used to adopt any animal, any bird, any squirrel, any, anything that was going on. And my parents grew up in farms, so they kind of knew how to take care of pretty much anything. But yeah, I couldn't imagine growing up without being surrounded by animals and how, how important they've been this past year. I know that so many of us have adopted wonderful, thank goodness, from shelters all around the country kitties or puppies or whomever. I have a 
fun question that I like to ask all my plant yeah, for sure. vegan buddies. And it's like, if you were on a desert island or no tropical island, doesn't matter. Okay. And you're going to stay there for a really long, long time. Pick five, five things to eat that you could eat anytime you wanted. Five favorite things that you could have anytime. You don't have to think about protein. You don't have to think about vitamins. Somehow we're getting supplements on this island. But what would you bring to that island with you? Definitely potatoes, number one, easy. Easy pick is potatoes. They're so versatile, the most versatile food known to man. Um, it, yeah, just hands down potatoes. You, you can do so much with them. Um, number two would probably be beyond meat sausages. They are, uh, crazy good. They like just absurdly good. It, it, it literally blows my mind that they're actually not like, they're, they're actually like just made from plants. It, it blows my mind that, um, they, you can make that with, <laughs> with, with plants. Um, number three, would probably have to be the um, the dairy free Magnum bars with uh, almonds. Caramel? I think. In that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are so <laughs> good. They're so like I one summer like two years ago I was eating like a box a week. It was crazy. It was they they're they're it just it's just yeah it yeah it's good. It's <laughs> it's good. Costco now and it's just it's trouble. It's trouble. It, yeah. It, like I just, I don't go to Costco for so many reasons. Cause they just sell all this stuff and I'm like, I can't eat this. Like I can't eat this all the time. Um, number four, what would number four or five be? Honestly, tofu. I like, I love tofu that you can do so much with tofu. Um, I think it, it has like a bad name because people don't know how to cook it. Um, and they expect it to be something that it's not like, a lot of people expect tofu to be a meat replacement when it's not a meat replacement is a completely different thing. Uh, but I love tofu. I eat almost a pack a day. Um, it's, you know, it's so it's again, super versatile. You can use it in like a million different ways and in a million different things. It's it. Yeah, no tofu is, is really good. And then I also, <laughs> it's like, it's weird. I like, uh, the Eve's ancient grains chicken tenders for some reason i just super love like i like there's just something about them that i crush way too many that i like care to actually admit to but they're really good <laughs> like they're really really good so funny with so many of you know just in the past five six years all the different uh alternatives that you think are absolutely meat. This is absolutely chicken. And it's now you can substitute them and people don't know. People come to our house and I make stuff for them and they're like, oh, I thought you were still vegan. And look, we're eating all this stuff. And I'm like, I am. So are you for dinner tonight? They have no clue. They have absolutely yeah, exactly. no clue. Makes it so easy. But I know what that beyond beef burgers, gosh, I don't know where I went. I was like, oh, they're, they're having it. So I'm just going to support them. And I, I took a bite and I'm like, nope, this is real meat. Nope. So I was asking the lady, I was like, no, like this, like I want the vegan one. And they're like, no, that's it. And I'm like, mmm, tastes too, like this doesn't taste like plants. But that's uh, like, that's like the problem now, right? It's just like, you don't, you don't know because it just like tastes too similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. So this is kind of follow up, but I know you get to go out and do some, uh, we just had La Vegan Week here in Winnipeg, but you get to go out on 
out in town and try some of the great vegan things, what is your favorite, favorite? If it was like your birthday today and this pandemic was gone and everyone picked you up and it's your birthday and we're going out, which restaurant in town? What are you having? Oh, that's easy. I'm going to Ruffage. That's, that's hands down. That's, that's my spot. I, I love, I mean, I love, I love, uh, everyone that works there and Jesse and Candace who run it, they're amazing. Um, but they also just make like the most bomb vegan food in the entire world too. So, um, it's, yeah, it's especially in, in Winnipeg, it's just not even a competition. It's just like, they're, they're so good at what they do. And, and the food they they come out with their tater their tater tot nachos are I could literally live off of. Um, I have to constantly talk myself off of ordering them, um, or else I'd be you know nine hundred pounds because I just I would eat them every single day of my life. Oh, they're so good. Once you try them, once you're like, there's no way, there's no way that this is vegan. And I think when people try it, they start going plant based. They're like gosh, I don't even miss it. You, you try those Magnum bars, you try some great yogurt that's come out, some amazing new cheese. And you're like, there's no taste difference here. And I'm feeling better. It's so interesting. But I wanted to ch- chat a little bit about um, looking at what you're doing right now with the Rescue Dog Kitchen, because you've kind of changed gears a little bit. And there's something pretty cool that you're doing with your work. Yeah, no, for sure. Now that, uh, now that like the pandemic's hit and, and, uh, the, our first, you know, CFL season got canceled and, you know, this season's kind of up in the air with the rescue dog kitchen and my food blog, we kind of, uh, we turned it into a business where we donate 50% of the profits to dog shelters. And, uh, you know, obviously like, you know, I love, rescue dogs. They, you know, saved my life. They're you know, the best things that ever happened to me. Um, and, you know, I understand how much these shelters do, uh, on shoestring budgets with volunteers, with, um, you know, even, you know, the rescue I brought, I, um, adopted bone from went drove 18 hours to pick up one dog, uh, you know, on his own dime. Like he was, he, it's his wife's rescue. Um, you know, they don't drive like a Porsche. They drive a beat up Ford Explorer from, you know, 1990, you know? So, um, you know, I want, I really wanted to give back to these people, uh, not just the people that save bone, but like, but all these rescuers, because there's so many out there that are doing so much with so little. Um, so I, I kind of, uh, I wanted to use my status and use my, uh, you know, my platform to, to be able to help these, you know, people in need. So, uh, with that, our, I, you know, I develop vegan food recipes and, you know, I kind of share them on my, on my Instagram and my food blog. And when we, we get, uh, every time someone goes to the, to the website, we get ad revenue from people seeing our ads, um, as well as we have affiliate links to like products we use and like, and, and, and we'll share with people. We have people asking us all the time what equipment we use. So, we kind of link those and uh, it doesn't cost anything extra to them, but if they buy from the links we post, they like, we get a kickback kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, and then we take all that money that we get and then we donate to, um, we donate to like local shelters and, and, you know, places in need uh, as well as we kind of, 
We have a we have a merch line as well that sells dog related uh, merch. We just released the other day um, uh, masks that say "Dogs are great," and then we have uh, dog mom and dog dad shirts, and as well as you know coffee mugs and and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and the same kind of deal, we donate fifty percent of the profits from that. And, and then we've started. One thing I'm really excited about is we're partnering with uh, local, um, like other local groups. So you know, back in September, we ran a fundraiser for uh, you know uh, a, um, this girl wanted to partner with us to run a, a, a fundraiser for her birthday. We're like, okay, yeah, sure, like let's like, let's do it. Like, all we'll use our platform, to promote it, um, and you can use you can you know use all your friends to promote it, um, and we'll raise some money for dogs. And, you know, when we do that, 100% of the proceeds obviously go to dog shelters. And we, we raised over like $2,300, I think, um, which is really cool. And recently, we were, were partnering with a, a new business in town that's just opening up. And they've pledged to donate $1 from every sale at their business for the year um, to a dog shelter. And so, you know, our part is we're going to promote them and, you know, boost them and, and you know, tell people to go, 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 you know, shop at this business. Um, and their, their thing is they're going to kind of, you know, give back to dog shelters and, and, you know, that way. So, um, you know, we got lots in the works. We got lots on the go where we're trying to raise some money. We've already raised over $3,000 in six months, which, um, you know, we're not saving all the dogs yet, but as the, as the blog grows, as it, you know, gains more followers and, and more people come and more people share our recipes and things like that, it'll only grow more. And, uh, you know, the more people that go to our website, the, you know, the more ad revenue we make and, and, you know, kind of et cetera, et cetera. Right. You just, it's just a snowball effect. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm on this, um, group called canine advocates here in town because we've done lots of fostering here and there over the years and it's so amazing to see these tremendous individuals from all over the city even in the country that we get these messages every day hey who can head down to the airport we've got you know four dogs coming in 16 cats and then right away within like 10 minutes it's like i'll take the cats i'll take the puppies i'll take that mama and it's we all come together and seeing how important even if you can't ad- Adopt. Even if you're not in the situation that you can adopt, you can foster and you can just learn a little bit more, whatever city you're in, and you can play a big role in it. So there's just a lot of need, especially right now when I know next week is uh, Global Spay and Neuter Day on the 23rd in February, and how important it is is to get our kitties and puppies spayed and neutered so they we don't have the issues that we do right now i can't imagine if you didn't you know see bone you know you weren't you didn't fly home that week boy it's crazy it's It's a crazy thought really (laughs) yeah so i did i did want to ask one more question because i saw something on your site and you are always so tremendously positive it doesn't matter if they're in your posts or you can just hear your voice come through even in all of the recipes that you put together and but at time you get comments that are not so kind and i was reading a few of them and how you were kind of just contemplating responding to them and how, do, how does that not wear on you? Because after 37 years, I still get it from time to time. I, I think uh, it's actually really funny because I was dealing with it quite a bit yesterday on my uh, Twitter. Uh, I didn't post about it on Instagram yet, but um, I had a dad. I had a full on, you know, 45, 50 year old dad 
who in his Twitter bio, it says, you know, father, husband, Christian, uh, told me to shut the F up on Twitter yesterday. Um, he came to my profile to say it. I, I didn't tweet at him. I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything to this guy. I, I, I don't go to people's profiles. I don't care. You do whatever you want. I'm, you know, but you know, on my page, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And that's obviously veganism and dogs. And, um, you know, this, this man took the time out of his day to come to my profile and, and say that because I was, cause I made a joke about steak knives. Um, he got so enraged that I, I, I made a joke about steak knives that he told me to shut the F up a grown man with kids. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's just funny. It, it's honestly just funny. Like to me, uh, there's not, there's not much that I, I, I can't just laugh off to a point where you're just like, um, like I, I just imagine my own dad, uh, you know, if, if I, if I ever caught, you know, my dad doing that, like I would, I don't know if I'd ever talk to him again. Like that's just, it's just literally so embarrassing. It is it's so embarrassing that uh, a grown man would do something like that, that it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just laughable. Like you, you can't, it just doesn't affect me like that anymore where you, you have people that, and it's not, you know, that's just like one example, but you have people that, uh, um, you know, people have called me like, you know, homophobic slurs and things like that. And I'm just like, man, like you don't know anything about me. Like, like you, you literally don't know like the, anything you, you think because I'm vegan, uh, I'm that somehow makes me less of a man. And, um, that's what I got yesterday was, uh, I'm not a real man because I'm vegan. And I was, I, I just, it, it's interesting because, you know, as a pro athlete, you know, we are, we are typically hoisted on the platform of being what a real man is expected to be. Um, so this person, this random person on the internet is saying, you know, you're not a real man because of the way you eat. And I just said, I just didn't even reply. I don't even reply to these people because at, at the end of the day, that's just what they, that's just what they want. They just want attention. They just want to be heard. They, they want, you know, their feelings to be validated. And, um, that's not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm nobody's therapist, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I go to therapy myself. I have my own therapist, but I'm not out here being a therapist for other grown men to, uh, to uh, grieve their problems and, and take their anger out about steak knives, uh, on me. That's uh, so I just, you know, you just laugh it off. It, it, it's, it, I know, I know it's easier said than done most days, but, uh, uh, for me, it, if, uh, if I didn't laugh it off, I would be, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to keep doing this because it's just, it's just, it's just funny. <laughs> you know I mean? it's, it's, it's just too funny not to. Well, I just absolutely commend you and thank you for posting. I, every single time I see something that you put out, it always brings a smile to my face and we're laughing. You're in your kitchen and we're laughing and the dogs are around and it's just this amazing ensemble of everything that it is that you love, but it's everything that all of us love, you know, <laughs> eating great food, just spending some wonderful time with your favorite pups or kitties and how important it is right now, having some great food 
having those around you that we love. But I will put in the link here, the link to Wonderful John's YouTube pages. You can watch the pictures, you can watch the videos and laugh just like I have and learn a handful of things, as well as go to his page, Rescue Dog Kitchen. And please feel free to share this with anyone. The recipes are fantastic. And I know you're a morning oatmeal lover like I am. I'll have to send you some of my recipes. They're great. But thank you so much, John, for being here tonight with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a a lot of fun chat with you tonight. To learn a little bit more about John, his amazing pups, and the work that he is doing, visit him on his Instagram page at johnrush5. That's J-O-H-N-R-U-S-H-5. Or you can visit him on YouTube and watch some of his amazingly funny and informative videos. Just check out his channel, John Rush. Or you can check out the website, Rescue Dog Kitchen. He has a wealth of knowledge there, wonderful recipes. And of course, make sure that we spay and neuter our favorite kitties and puppies out there. I have put all these links in the show notes below so you can just click on them and follow him just like I do and learn a ton from him every single week. Well, that is it for this week. Until next time, I wish you the very best on your wellness journey. You've been listening to your wellness journey with Marla Barr. To continue your journey after the show, head over to marlabar.com and follow Marla at marla.bar on Instagram and YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember... Anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.